Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of the Casket Minds podcast. Uh, so we said that we were going to be a weekly podcast. We lied. Uh, there was a lot of thoughts um, and predictions that did not go our way when it came to the Sony PlayStation Showcase of 2023. And I think that might be the biggest understatement in the entire century. Uh, but nonetheless, here we are back again, just a few days after our our inaugural episode of the Casket Mind podcast. And that's where I want to start to show. Um, I want to thank every person who has reached out, shared, communicated with us uh, about the podcast. The feedback and the reception has been pretty overwhelming. Um, listening to everyone's thoughts, voices, and concerns about the podcast has been awesome. Um, and I've loved it. So keep that coming, please. Uh, I just want to thank you guys again for for listening and you know supporting Drew and I's passion project, as it were. Um, so I want to introduce Drew again and just say just say hello, Drew. I guess. Hello, Drew. Hey, Drew. Uh, welcome <laughs> back. Uh, are you ex- are you excited to talk some more PlayStation? Uh, I am excited, but not for the reasons that I wish I was. See, part of me wishes that we would have talked about this last night because I, so the more I thought about the showcase last night, I, the more angry I got and the less I liked the showcase. But we're going to get into that and more because this is the Casket Minds podcast. Normally, we come to you uh, on a week-to-week basis, but it's E3 season, like we said, or the fake E3 season, as it were. Uh, And we just wanted to give you some thoughts uh, we wanted to cover our predictions because, you know, next week's episode is going to be just solely based on Summer Game Fest. And that's a massive show. I think it's at least two hours. Um, that's going to be where the meat of third party stuff is going to be. And I think that Drew and I are both ecstatic to talk about those games. But yeah. we wanted to come back to you this week and talk to you about we want to start where, at our predictions. So I'm going to go through our predictions uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode yet and you're just wanting to hear a reaction to that, that's totally fine. I understand that that some of that prediction stuff is now outdated because, you know, it already happened. So you don't really care about the predictions. So we're just going to give you a quick rundown. A too long didn't listen, if you will. So I predicted. OK, Drew, before I do this, who do you think had more points between the two of us? Uh, Me. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> so for that reason, I'm going to start with you, okay? Okay. All right, so Drew's first pick was that Firewalk Studios' next game would be revealed, and his caveat was that it would be a multiplayer game. Drew got a point for Firewalk being there, and he got a point for, you know, the caveat. Uh, and then we're going to get into some goose eggs real quick. Uh, Drew predicted that Ben's next game would be there and that Grand Theft Auto 6 was going to be there. Listen, folks, if you've seen the PlayStation Showcase, you understand that it it wasn't just us, okay? So (laughs) don't give us too much crap. So a lot of people thought that, hey, it's been 622 days since the last PlayStation Showcase. Surely, surely. We're going to get some first-party stuff. We'll get into that later. We'll continue with (laughs) Drew's fourth pick. Haven Studios. New IP. 
He was correct. It opened the show. Uh, very interesting, by the way. When they when they opened with Haven, I was like, we're gonna, we're going to go in two different directions, right? Like, either Sony has everything to show today, or they're not as confident in their showcase as they thought as we thought they were. And it was the latter. But that's fine. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. Um, to round out Drew's picks, he said the Returnal 2 from Housemark was going to be there. Uh, no mention of Housemark whatsoever. Isn't that a little bit shocking? Very shocking. Like, honestly, I felt like, out of all of my picks, I felt like Housemark was probably the most realistic one. Um, just because, like we talked about in the last episode, they were acquired so freaking fast. Um, like literally like right after Returnal came out, like like a few months or something like that, they they were acquired yeah. by Sony. So I was like, surely they're gonna show something, right? But uh guess not. Yeah, they they we did not think properly, I suppose. Uh so to round out Drew's last two selections, we were we did a long shot and then we did something that we thought that was realistic, uh, but probably wasn't gonna be there. Um, Drew picked two great things that we wish were there, but unfortunately we were sold short. He he said that Corey Barlog from Sony Santa Monica, the God of War 2018's game director, uh, he did not do Ragnarok's, uh, he was not the director behind Ragnarok, so, um, he's probably been free since 2019, and he's probably been working on something, and... Uh, that's all but confirmed, essentially. Um, yeah, we really thought it was going to be there. Uh, it wasn't, and that's that. And then for Drew's long shot, he said that Uncharted, the next, the next installment, I suppose, or next, uh, next in line for Uncharted would be there. And uh, yeah, that's gonna. I'm gonna get to that when I get to my picks because. You know, I gave Naughty Dog a lot of love, and Naughty Dog did not give me anything back in return, and that that hurts, Naughty Dog. That hurts really bad. It really does. So, <laughs> so my picks, I'll go through these pretty quick because all but one are goose eggs. So, and I don't even get a full point, Drew. A full, I don't even get one full point. I swung for the fences, man, and I came up short. All right. Yeah. So my first pick was that. The Last of Us multiplayer was going to be there. Whatever that is, factions, uh, whatever Naughty Dog has been working on was going to be there. It wasn't. Naughty Dog wasn't there in any capacity. So the seven picks that I made, three of them were Naughty Dog related, and they ghosted me, like straight up. You think they were Bungie the way they ghosted me. <laughs> uh, that was that was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was. Off the top of the dome, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, so th- my second pick was a multi-layered pick, and that's where my only points come from. I said that PlayStation was going to acquire Konami. I was wrong. Uh, I said that Metal Gear Solid Three was there, which it was, which it was. I'm taking my third of a point and running away with it. <laughs> and then I said that Kojima would get the blessing. He did not, but. I'm not taking the points for this, but the original cast, the voice acting cast, is back, which is great, but no Kojima. Uh, so Death Stranding 2, 
probably all but confirmed for Summer Game Fest, but that's next week's topic, so we'll hold off for that. Um, all right, so I'll quickly run through it because the rest did not happen, and it makes me very sad. So I said Final Fantasy VII Rebirth would be there. No idea why I said that, but I did. Um, <laughs> Rise of the Ronin, not there. That's a Team Ninja game, not there again. Wolverine, I suspected that, hey, I mean, they, they announced Wolverine when they announced the Venom aspect to Spider-Man 2 a couple years ago, and it just wasn't there. Uh, and then for my, my long shot and my realistic pick that I didn't think was going to happen was I was I said that The Last of Us Director's Cut would be tied into the multiplayer game from Naughty Dog. That wasn't there, and neither was Naughty Dog's new IP. So as far as prediction goes... Drewby got three points. I got a third of a point. Oof. <laughs> Give me them thoughts, Drew. Did I swing too high? No. Um, I don't think either of us swung too high. Um, and I mean, like, like we talked about before, we had like two or more years of a gap between the last showcase. You know, this yeah. this was PlayStation's time to to wow all of the the PlayStation fans because like the PS5 is like out in the world now. You know, like it's been a few years. People have them now uh, a lot more than they did before. Um, and you know, this was the perfect time to set expectations to give us something to look forward to uh, for first party titles and. Honestly, for the most part, it felt like we got way more third party than than first party titles. And then the first party titles that we did end up getting uh, were kind of underwhelming for the most part. Um, and so, I don't know, like, you know, some people may say that our expectations are too high, but I fully disagree because it's been years and they they needed to to give us a taste of what's next for PlayStation, what's next for the PS5. Um, Because, I mean, like, aside from Spider-Man, like, like Spider-Man is the only single-player first-party game from PlayStation that we know of. And and that didn't even get a release date. Gosh, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, Drew kind of already started the conversation, but we're going to switch topics well not topics necessarily because this is the casket minds ps showcase recap um so let's dive into that and let's give a little bit of our our quick thoughts before we're going to go through everything that was there we're not going to comment on everything we just want to give you a rundown in case you did not get to watch the hour-long showcase yesterday um that's totally fine that's what we're here to do we're just going to give you what was announced a little bit about it uh we don't have comments on everything because let's be honest not a lot was there um in terms of information because most of the information came from ps blogs after the showcase um but yeah what drewy said was entirely true and i think that shinobi 602 on twitter said it best he was after the showcase yesterday he said you know i don't think that i know any more about what's coming from playstation than i did before this showcase and i think that speaks volumes as to what happened yesterday um we got some first game announced first parts i apologize we got some 
PlayStation first-party announcements, but most of those came in the form of CG trailers. Hardly any gameplay was shown for any of the first-party stuff outside of Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah. Um, can I say something about that real quick? Absolutely, go ahead. The thing that like really gets me about that, because I, I don't hate CG trailers. Um, no. Like, I'm, I'm fine with them, especially when it comes from a developer that we know. Yes. But here's the problem. For the most part, all of the CG trailers that we got for first-party titles were from the new studios that they picked up that haven't released any games yet, like Haven and Firewalk. Um, yep. And both of their trailers uh, didn't really give a lot of, like, okay, what is this game, you know? Like, we don't have any information on what they're doing aside from, like, maybe a little bit of the aesthetic. Um, which, in contrast, uh, the one first-party trailer that I actually uh, thought was pretty fantastic was Marathons because, you know, it's an existing franchise. It's coming from Bungie. So, like, we know and love them. They don't need to, like show us full gameplay yet even though i would have preferred that um yeah but they also uh uh uploaded a vidoc um after the show and kind of took a deep dive of like what the game is um they didn't show any gameplay but there's a little bit of behind the scenes stuff and like little tiny snippets of gameplay if you like look close enough on like monitors in the background um yeah. from their studio and everything uh but I'm like, man, why wasn't that in the show? <laughs> like, the like stuff like that where you're explaining what the games are. Like that should have been within the showcase. I feel like, um, and so if we got a CG trailer from Santa Monica Studios with like Corey Barlog's new game, or we got a CG trailer for a new IP from Naughty Dog, or a CG trailer from, uh gosh what's what's the uh, uh sucker punch for, for like a mm -hmm. new ghost of tsushima or something like that right i would have been fine with that like that would have that would have hyped me up because it's like okay i those developers have already set my expectations from their previous releases so just having a little tease is enough to get me excited right um yeah so yeah i just i just wanted to say that because like i feel like <laughs> that it, it was a terrible decision to show off these new ips uh from developers that we don't know yeah no i agree i agree with that and, you're, and i think you're preaching um you're you're absolutely spot on in terms of the first party stuff that we got um everything minus spider-man 2 was a cg trailer from a studio that either um hasn't proved themselves they're brand new or it's a brand new ip uh and there's not much to go off of from the showcase itself unless you go to the ps blog uh in which case you can learn more but obviously no i mean uh, most people don't want to do that you know what i mean like yeah. sell the game when you say you're going to sell the game uh and i think that's another problem with this and the biggest problem that i had yesterday we were talking with a couple of our friends um during and after the showcase and one was saying that like 
you know, since since this was announced so fast, there there wasn't much turnover. He wasn't expecting much, and I disagreed because when you it's it comes down to marketing, right? So we Sony has two things. They have this they have the state of play and they have the showcase. Um, traditionally, the showcases are the first party. We're wowing you. We're throwing games at the wall, and you're just gonna watch. And that's what the showcase was in terms of presentation, but not content. Um, yeah, I love the way that it was presented in terms of you know they showed the first game. Jim Ryan came up. They were like, you know, he spoke for what like maybe fifty words of dialogue, and then it was game, 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 game. Yeah. Um, it was Sony who did that at E3 in like twenty what fifteen, I think twenty sixteen maybe. Uh, and they were just like banger, banger, banger. And when, yeah. you, when it comes to showcases and like this time of year, that's what we expect out of a showcase. Now, a state of play traditionally is you have one big game at the end. You're doing a deep dive into it, and then you're, the rest of it is uh, smaller announcements and third party. And that's what this was a state of play that was extended for probably maybe even double the length of state of plays. Traditionally, state of plays are like 20 to 40 minutes. Uh, so if you, if you go into this with the mindset of it not being a showcase, I think the showcase did a lot better than most people want to give it credit for. But that's not what we were sold. Um, the last. I think we've only had two other showcases, maybe three, but we listed them on the on the previous episode of like we got Spider-Man in the Venom tease, Wolverine, God of War Ragnarok trailer. And the biggest thing to come out of this was Spider-Man and it didn't get a release date. And we're going to get into that more, but I just think it's important to to fairly criticize Sony and I'm one of Sony's biggest fans. I won't I won't lie about it. I won't beat around the bush, but I also am a firm believer in criticizing things that you love, even if, like when they mess up, you know, you slap them on the wrist, right? And that's what I think we're going to try and do here, is just voice our criticisms and concern, and that's what the meat of this episode is going to be about. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Let's break down what we saw at the PlayStation Showcase. So we mentioned it before, but we're going we're gonna to go through um, everything listed here and everything shown. So we open up the PlayStation Studios logo hype. It's a great little thing. You know, they copied the Marvel sizzle reel in the very beginning of Marvel movies. And they, they, they that wasn't there, but I just think it's very cool. So I wanted to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they showed the PlayStation Studios logo. Uh, it's beautiful. It's simplistic. It's great. Uh, and it's Haven's multiplayer game, Fair Games. Now, this is a. This is the heist one, correct? I guess. <laughs> yes, this one's like the it's like a PvP heist game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just say I guess because we like know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, and he's correct because again, we're gonna talk about this over and over, and we're gonna beat the dead horse. And I get it, and I know it's gonna be tiring, but I think if you didn't watch the showcase, it's important to know that Sony really fumbled the bag here. Um, it was a CG trailer. Um, if it didn't have that PlayStation logo at the very front of the showcase, I would have thought this was a Ubisoft game. Yeah. Uh, and that's or, or an ser- EA game. Yeah. Or exactly. Sega. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was watching kind of funny and they were talking about, um, 
how it, uh, it reminded them of Hyenas, that one Sega, like, heist game. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, like, literally, like, the art style was so similar. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not trying to, when I say it's a Ubisoft or an EA game, I'm not necessarily trying to diss it. But when you see the PlayStation logo, you expect a certain quality, right? You expect, um, we didn't know what Haven was bringing to the table. So I expected something more, something different. Uh, but all we got here was a, um, and once again, a CG trailer. And it didn't move the needle for me. I don't know much else about it besides that it's a PvP heist game that it's about eating the rich and, you know, relevancy things, I suppose. Um, do you have any more thoughts on fair games? Um, I guess my only other thoughts is that they didn't uh, share a release window, which was really weird. Um, and then also... Um, Shoot, I had something else on my mind, but it just kind of escaped me. Oh, well, I, I guess we can just move on. All right, so the second game shown was Helldivers 2. This is from Arrowhead Studios. Um, Helldivers, I don't know if it was on anything other than the Vita. I'm sure it was, but I'm if I remember correctly, it was like an over-the-top um, shooter that I remember playing. It. It's on Steam, apparently, so... I'm 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 just looking this up really quickly. Uh, it was on PlayStation Four, PS Three, Vita, and um, Steam and Windows apparently. Uh, so this was like an overhead shooter, and um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun. I didn't play a ton of it, but I mean, it's a it's an over the you know like a I don't want to say a twin stick shooter, but you know what you know what I'm referencing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they brought the camera down. It's almost like a over the shoulder third third-person shooter now um i think it looks pretty fun yeah no i i definitely agree with that um i really like um what i'm seeing of it so far um it wasn't like one of those games that like absolutely blew me away uh but i will say i thought the trailer was like really fantastic because there's like a blend of like cgi and then they showed like raw gameplay footage um, it yes. wasn't like a gameplay demo, but it was all like in-engine, like legitimate gameplay. Um, and so I liked how they blended that together. And I love the style of like trailer that they did and how like the whole trailer was kind of, um, it was almost like propaganda for like these hell divers, like trying to get you to like join the military and everything. Um, and, and I really liked that spin on it. So I thought it was a really fun trailer. Um, and the game does look like it's going to be a ton of fun um so it's definitely something i would be more than willing to try out and play um mm -hmm. but again it wasn't like my mind's been blown and i'm gonna like sell my soul to this game like i would for a lot of first party playstation games or things like that okay so this is i'm gonna make two quick points um to the last point it so this is like a this is like a uh, like a double A game from like a second party studio. So Sony doesn't own this studio, but they're kind of like in bed with them, kind of like they were with Housemark before the Returnal, and then they bought them. Um, it's kind of that ordeal. So like they pay them to you know make the game, but they don't own the studio. Gotcha. Um, and then the other point was that so for I believe almost all of um, the multiplayer first party stuff. 
it's listed as PS5 and PC. Now it doesn't it doesn't clarify if it's coming to PC later or if it's going to launch on both, but I think it's interesting that they're already marketing the PC thing. So I'm thinking that they might come to PC um, day one. Yeah, and, I, I agree. And because of that, um, so this is going to be like the topic of the show later. We'll get into this later, but I have concerns with that. And it's not me being like an entitled console lawyer because I have a beefy PC. I can play any game that I want to on PC. Um, it's just from the PlayStation standpoint. So we'll get to that later. Uh, let's continue with Immortals of Avium. Is that how you say that? I think it's like, yeah, Avian or Avion. I'm not sure. Okay, so either way, it's an EA original. It's out July 20th. It looks good at times and then mid at times i mean it looks yeah. like it could be fun but they're throwing so much at you and there's so much color and like the ground is brown and i know that sounds stupid but it's just the color palette doesn't match and it look it just feels weird right yeah okay that i mean that's pretty much all i have to say on that one uh yeah, I, I agree. did you play the original ghost runners um i have not um but I've always wanted to. I think it looks awesome. Um, Same. And the sequel, like, uh, that that was honestly, like, out of the third-party titles, that was one that, like, really hyped me up because that was a sick trailer. Um, the gameplay looks fantastic. And uh, from what I know of the first game, it looks like a really uh, large leap from where they were before um just like a lot more varied gameplay and it like looks like a complete evolution um so that's definitely one that again like sadly wasn't a first party title but it's a game that i would definitely consider playing right so that's what that's what i was getting to is that they announced ghost runners 2 yesterday uh drew and i have neither played it but we both want to it's like a cyberpunkish almost not a samurai, but I mean, you got like swords and stuff. It's it's very cyberpunkish, but not the game. More so the uh, genre. I think bright colors and very neon, very cool stuff. Um, it's coming out in twenty twenty three, so I very much am looking forward to that because it, like Drew said, it does look like an evolution of what of of, of what kind of like a double A game. I think Ghost Runners one kind of fit to that double a space um and i think that this one has the the premise to do more in that space and push the boundaries of a double a game um yeah and it looks really swell yeah i i definitely agree with that and then this is the game of the show for me that isn't spider-man 2 um it is a very very cool trailer and if there was one thing that i could show you from this showcase that wasn't spider-man 2 um, I would incentivize you to go to YouTube immediately and look up the Phantom Blade Zero. Um, this trailer blew me away. It came out of nowhere. I didn't know a thing about it when the Game Studio logo popped up. I was like, huh? Who is this? Uh, a quick Google search showed me that it was a Chinese mobile developer um in which there are multiple of these games this is the first console version of this game and of i think their career as well um but it's it's a samurai game and you play as a guy named soul and you 
I think you either work for or work against something called the order. Uh, you're you're framed for killing a uh, some someone in the patriarchy, and in the ensuing manhunt, you are wounded, and a healer heals you, but the but the cure only lasts sixty six days. So you have to go through, and you have to, I guess, find the people and kill them, and maybe you get cured. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, but from a gameplay perspective, it looked really interesting because it's it's a beautiful looking game. I think yeah. um, it's probably on the lower side of a AAA game, but it looks beautiful. Um, the gameplay looks super smooth. It reminded me a lot of Sekiro from From Software. But upon the showcase ending, there was a PlayStation blog post about it. Um, it's a hack and slash RPG, and I kind of like that more. But they also said it was challenging, so I'm wondering if it's like Super Devil May Cry-ish as well. Yeah, uh, if it if it is like Devil May Cry, that would be super awesome because I love those games. Um, but yeah, like like you were saying, the, this game really wowed me. Um, I honestly like. I thought it was going to be a first party game just with like how high quality it looks. Um, I love how fluid and like fast the combat and the movement was. Um, and just like how intuitive everything uh, about the gameplay was like, uh, it didn't just feel like a hack and slash game, you know, like there, there was a moment where the main character, he's like fighting a boss and he like hides behind a pillar like he's like trying to hide from the boss and everything but there's like another moment where he like runs up another pillar and like does a jumping attack and it i was just like dang like the this has like almost like a sandbox kind of feel to it you know it doesn't just feel like a standard third person hack and slash um agreed it looks like there's going to be a lot of depth to the gameplay so i'm super super hyped for this game yeah, agreed. I, like I said, that was my that was my game of the showcase. Um, very much looking forward to that and news on that. I believe that is a PS5 and PC game. Yes, that's uh, correct. So we're gonna keep our eyes on that one for sure. But moving on from there, we got Sword of the Sea, which is from Journey's creator and the devs of the Pathless and Abzu. Does this do anything for you? Um. So. I have never played Journey or Abzu. I've always wanted to. Um, I just haven't gotten around to them. Um, I really like this trailer. Like, I think their art style, like, I don't know. They just have this unique art style that they've kind of nailed down. Um, and so I like how it almost, the way it looks and feels is almost like a spiritual successor in a way to Journey. Um, and I've just heard nothing but fantastic things about that game. Um, it's been on my watch list for like or playlist for like a long while <laughs> sorry i got on the mind yeah i got letterbox on the mind um but yeah like uh so um the trailer i really liked uh but it didn't uh again it, it didn't like do much for me um which isn't like a negative thing uh because it wasn't a bad trailer it's just right. uh yeah, that that's not like usually the type of game uh that I'm gonna be like taking a lot away from uh in like a showcase. Um Yeah. So agreed. I guess I guess that's the way I'd put it. 
Yeah, same here. I've always wanted to play Journey. I think that uh, I've always heard that that game is special. Um, I do plan on playing it before this because I am going to be playing this. I think that it got my attention enough. Um, it's a it's a super nice indie looking game. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so just continuing, this is going to be kind of like a, a list off things because these are games that don't do anything for us. So uh, the Talos Principle 2, it's apparently a first person, first person puzzler. Uh, no idea. Don't puzzle games aren't my ordeal. Uh, I think I like puzzles in games, but a game specifically just for puzzles. Whatever, I guess. Yeah, the only puzzle game that I've ever like been super into is Portal. Um, yeah, so that's fair. But like outside of that, yeah, like I do like puzzles in games. Um, but I'm not like a puzzle game fanatic or anything. Um, yeah, same here. And I I I will say like I thought it was like a solid trailer. Like the the game yeah. looks gorgeous and everything. Um, it does. It does. And it has like a really unique aesthetic and stuff. So I'm like, hey, that's cool. I don't know anything about the first game. Um, would this be something I'd play? I don't know. <laughs> um, if it but, was on Game yeah. Pass, maybe? Yeah, yeah. If it was on Game Pass or whatever Sony's equivalent is of that. I can't remember what it's called. This is one of those that are coming to, to Xbox as well. So, I mean, it's potentially could be there. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. I actually, I could definitely see that for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the next up was Neva or Neva. It's the Gree developer uh, with a 2024 release window. This is the one with the big white dog and the little white dog. Or if, I don't know if they're dogs, but the animals. Um, this struck a chord with me in terms of like emotionally. Mm -hmm. uh, I really want to know what the gameplay looks like. And once I see that, I think I'm far more down. But just yeah. from that, you know, cinematic trailer, um, it's a beautiful indie game that uh, I don't even know how. No, I wouldn't even know what to compare it to. Um, but it's beautiful, and I think that uh, I think I definitely would be playing that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I never played their previous game. I've seen gameplay of it though, um, and it's also a gorgeous game. It has great music, um, so I'm definitely like willing to give this one a shot because I I love this trailer honestly, um, and yeah, I, like I hope I hope we do get to find out what kind of game it is soon. If it's like a Metroidvania like a uh, side scroller type of game, um, like something like Ori or uh, uh, what's what's that one game? Um, not Shovel Knight. Uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, yes. Um, mm -hmm. If it's, like, something along those lines, I'd be, like, super down to play it. Yeah, uh, the first thing that popped in my mind when it came to gameplay was Ori in the Blind Forest, and if, if it's anything like that, then I'm 100% in. For sure. Uh, so, moving on, I don't think that we even have to say anything about this. Cat Quest 2. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> Um, next up was a game called Foam Stars. It is a PlayStation exclusive. It's coming to both 4 and 5 and PC. Um, so if you're into games whatsoever, imagine the most blatant ripoff of Splatoon that you could ever think of, but make it significantly uglier by making it more realistic and making it look like cotton candy. That's what Foam Stars is. 
Um, I honestly just laughed at this entire thing. I think that yeah. it's a joke. Um, it's Square Enix trying too late to capitalize on Splatoon's hype. And I don't know. I just, whatever. That yeah. game is going to come out dead on arrival. No one's going to play this unless it's free. And For then sure. even then it's a weekend or a couple hour game and they're uninstalling it. There's nothing there. Yeah. And, and also, like, speaking of Splatoon as, like, a comparison, Splatoon has, like, so much more than, like, that single multiplayer mode. And the yeah. vibes that I got from this trailer is it's just going to be what we saw in this trailer. So it's, like, it, it absolutely, like, I feel like we'll be dead on arrival. Um, or, you know, like, server, servers will, like, shut off in, like, a few months after release. Like, it's just, I don't know. And, and uh, it's... <laughs> It's honestly kind of sad, like how much of a ripoff it is of Splatoon. It's it's soulless and and blatant, and it's honestly kind of offensive. Um, yeah, it honestly it feels like an AI generated game. It really does. It, it's like, hey, make me a multiplayer game for the PlayStation from a competitor, and that's what it spit out. And it's yeah. awful. And you know, I don't want to diss studios or publishers and whatnot, but. At the same time, it's like you're using up assets for this game, and you should know that this game is not gonna be something that catches people's attention. And we're I'm gonna put a pin in that because we're gonna get back to that as the topic of the show. Um, yeah, I I'm at a loss for words at this point. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the Plucky Squire, which is that game that like transitions from like 2D in the book to like 3D worlds. This game got me hyped. Yes, absolutely. Um, Devolver is publishing it, and so, you know, they have a really good eye for indie games like this. Um, actually, I recently picked this up as one of my draft uh, pickups in our Fantasy Critic. Um, oh, I didn't even see that. That's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I picked it up, like, I don't know, maybe like a week or two ago. Um but yeah, like I, I've been hyped for this game. I can't remember when they first showed it off. Uh, it might have been at the Devolver um, showcase last year. Um, yeah, I, I just I've seen a lot of good buzz around it, like people who have like gotten their hands on it and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely hyped for this one. Um, but again, um, something that uh, we didn't mention earlier, a lot of these games that we talked about before have had no release windows uh this one thankfully did but it didn't have a release date which i was kind of surprised by um mm -hmm. but uh yeah great trailer um but again i just i wish i like i feel like games like this like and like these other multi-platform third-party games are taking up a lot of room that should have been there for first party stuff yeah, I agree. There's a lot of there's a lot of filler in this thing that didn't need to be there. I feel like a lot of it was, well, I mean, it, some of it has to be in a showcase. Like even the perfect yeah. five out of five showcases, like it has the filler, it has the stuff we don't care about, but like the bangers make up for it. And sure. there just wasn't enough bangers from the first party to make up for this. And uh, going back to your point about the release windows, at least half of the ones that we've talked about so far. Do not have windows and if they do it's only 2023 or 2024 with no solid release date minus the ea originals game it comes out july 20th and i think that again that could be another dead on arrival game if it's not on like an ea play service thing um 
and I think that you know this one before because we were talking during the the uh, showcase yesterday, and I was like, "Is this like a Lego Minecraft game?" And it's Teardown. Do you know anything about this game? Yeah. Um. All All I know is it's been at showcases before. Um. It was either shown off last year, or the year before, and then uh, it, it's like a PC game. Um. So it's it's like. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, man, like this is like a re-release. This is a port, basically, right? Um, and so it's like, why? <laughs> like this didn't have to be at the showcase. Um, and I mean, like, it, I don't know, like, how well received this game is. I'm assuming it probably, uh, does have like good reviews on Steam because it just looks like one of those games. Um, but it's just like, why? Like. <laughs> I don't know. Like so when I when I saw the trailer of that, I'm just like, okay, I already know what this is. A lot of people already know what this is. It should have just been in a state of play. Now we get to the game where I got my third of a point, ladies and gentlemen. Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. So this started off with a, it's a cinematic trailer and it's I honestly thought that this game was going to be uh, a Monster Hunter game. I won't lie, because it was, you know, it's the animal, like, kind of, I mean, what's what's the thing where the animals eat the animals? What's what's that called? Um, gosh, now I'm blanking on it, too. <laughs> obviously, we're very scientific, and we're scientists, obviously. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But we go through this swamp jungle ordeal, and eventually we land on none other than Solid Snake. The Snake Eater himself. I don't know, I've never played Metal Gear. Um, I don't, I'm excited as heck about this. I'm very hype about it. Um, but I wanted gameplay. And yeah. I also want to note one thing um, that I noticed during the showcase. The trailer didn't have the developer's logo nor the Konami logo. That was interesting. Yeah, that was that was a little weird. Um and even uh even I remember on Twitter like Jeff Keeley was trying to tweet at Konami and be like, uh yeah, so who's working on the game? Um <laughs> which I guess like Konami did end up uh publicly announcing like who was working on it and it was uh the rumored team. Um uh, is it virtuous, right? Virtuous virtuoso, I think. Virtuoso, yeah, that's right. Um so yeah, they were like heavily rumored to be working on it, um, and that got confirmed, which is cool. Um, but it was yeah, it was a really weird choice not to show either Konami or Virtuosa, uh, like stamped on the trailer. Um, and then also like I feel like for most people, they probably wouldn't have expected it to be a Metal Gear trailer until right at the very end. Um, it just agreed. I didn't think that. I thought it was a Monster Hunter trailer. Yeah, like I was like, "What is this?" Um, yeah, I, I would have, I would have never guessed it. Um, I, which I mean, like it was an interesting trailer. Like, I, like I don't know, it was just like really unique, but not what I was expecting. Um, and it's a damn shame we didn't get gameplay because that that would have really stole the show. I feel like if they showed gameplay of. Metal Gear, um, but you know, PlayStation being the way that they were, the showcase were like, nah, we're not gonna show gameplay. 
because uh, they're stinky. So, yeah, I, and I mean, um, also, I, I guess, like, the only other thought that I have about the trailer is that um, our boy uh, Outlaw Jimmy or Cowboy Jimmy, whatever we called him in the last episode, um, he saw that trailer and he was like, you know what, I'm going to stop playing through the Mortal Kombat series. Um, which he was getting all hyped up about, and then he's like, you know, I'm gonna change my personality to Metal Gear Solid now. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a shame not only that we uh, didn't get gameplay, but also that we've got a man down. Our boy Jimmy has betrayed us. Walker, Texas Ranger, Jimmy Jam himself is lost to what we call Metal Gear. He's off finding them nukes or whatever they do in that game. Uh, but swiftly followed by uh, the ending of that trailer was the announcement of Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, which is Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, uh, with 2 and 3 being HD collections from back in the day. I believe the 360 version. Um, I think PS3 got it as well, but I mostly know that from Xbox. And then it's just a port of I would I would assume to be like the GOG uh PC port. I don't know that for sure, but it's it's the older versions of these games. It's not remastered. Um and Konami has renamed the remake uh because it is it's gonna be it's not gonna be different. They're gonna they're gonna hold it to uh, a high standard when when remastering it because of Metal Gear Solid fandom uh being so vast and passionate. Uh but they renamed it Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, uh, which is interesting. I think that's a good choice. Uh, it kind of makes it stand out from the other, what, four or five times this game is being remade and renamed. Uh, so yeah, that was that was that would have been the game of the showcase had we seen gameplay. But like Drewby said, that was non-existent. So yeah, it is what it is. But you know. Uh, maybe we see see that later down the road. Uh, we have an autumn release date for the Metal Gear Solid uh, Master Collection. Oh wow! I didn't uh, even realize that. Yeah, it's autumn twenty twenty three. Sweet. So it's not a date; it's a window. Um, yeah. And there was no date or window, um, nor publishing or developer in that trailer for the uh, for Delta. But we have to assume that's closer than we think. Uh, hopefully, at least. Because it's been heavily rumored for years, so let's let's hope that's true. Yeah, maybe um, maybe it'll be like an early twenty twenty four release. You know, I would, uh, I would like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, and with them releasing like the first collection of the classic games in, in autumn, like I feel like that would that would make a lot of sense. You know, get get the fans the classic games so they can uh, like play those, get up to speed, and everything. And then early 2024, 20, you start with Metal Gear Solid 4, or sorry, it's 3, or Delta. <laughs> Dang, dude. <Yeah. laughs> There's so many Metal Gear Solids. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think that would be a smart business decision, so I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, hopefully we find out that release date ASAP. And if you're wondering why 3 got the remake before the original, um, from what I know and understand... Uh, three is the first game chronologically. Um, Correct. So that that's 
I think it's in the 60s or the 50s or something like that. Um, so it's the first game in the story, just the third game to release in the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of that's that's your Metal Gear news because that's pretty much all that they gave us. Um, both most of that information actually came after uh, in various places, but we got the information and now you have the information. So we're glad to get there. Um, we're going to do a quick rundown of the remaining games because there's not a whole lot that I think that we should talk about except for two that are coming up in a couple pick or not picks, but uh, announcements. Um, but after those, until we get to the very end, there's not much to talk about. So there's a game called Towers of Agasaba, I guess. I have a question mark beside that because I don't recall any other information about that. I don't even remember the trailer at this point, so... Yeah, I, I don't either, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we got a Final Fantasy sixteen trailer. It's it's Final Fantasy sixteen. We've seen it a million times now. Um, it's yeah. just telling you it exists, and it's coming out in less than a month. Go which, pre-order it. Which uh, is insanity. Like, I, I feel like that shouldn't... At least, like, if you're going to put that in the showcase, just throw that in at the beginning. Don't put it in the tail end. Because everyone knows that game's coming out. Everyone's yeah, exactly. already like bought into it. So I'm like, just took a slot that didn't need to be taken again. And it, it was a little bit longer. I think it was like a two minute, two and a half minute trailer or something. We could have we could have gotten that in a minute. Just yeah. give a little little story synopsis. Hey, it's coming out. We move on. But the next two games is the two games that I think that we we could and maybe should talk about for a couple seconds um, before we just run down the rest of these. Uh, Alan Wake 2 was shown. Uh, two playable characters. You play as an African-American um, female FBI agent, as well as Alan Wake. I forget the lady's name, and I apologize for that. But it seems that we're playing two playable characters. Um, everything shown was in... It was in-game footage, not straight-up gameplay. Running on a PS5, confirmed by Remedy. And we are getting raw gameplay at summer game fest in two weeks yep oh no are you there no. yeah i'm here i was just gonna let you say anything if you wanted to oh uh, okay i was like no not again um <laughs> yeah uh any thoughts i i i just quick thoughts um i love the trailer it looks freaking awesome um I I haven't beaten the first Alan Wake, which I know is like, you know, pretty shameful of me being an X-Bot. But um I, I do wanna pick up the remake or not the remake, but like remaster, um at <laughs> some point. Uh just cause I mean like as cool as it is playing the original like three sixty version, I'd much rather have an updated version that's much better. Um but I think what I'll do is I'll probably play through that and finish Control uh, before Alan Wake 2 comes out. Um, I'm super stoked for this game. Um, I mean, if our name of the podcast uh, gives anything away, we're big fans of like spooky stuff. Um, so I'm all about horror games, and we've had a great, <laughs> great amount of horror games in like the past year, especially uh with like resident evil 4 um so yeah I'm, I'm super hyped for this game and i can't wait to see proper gameplay of it um yeah yeah 
Uh, same here. I did not. I played the original Alan Wake uh, back when it released in like 2011 or so. Maybe before that. I can't remember. It was 360 days. I played a little bit of it. Uh, I think it might have been a demo, though. I never played the full game. I do own the remastered, and I did want to give you a heads up while you were saying all that. I looked it up on yeah. Xbox and PlayStation. The Alan Wake remaster is now on sale for 12 bucks. All right, well, um, I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> yeah, so if, if anybody wants to grab that, that is a fantastic sale. Um, it's normally 30 bucks, but it's on sale for pretty much a third of that. So, um, yeah, I if, if you haven't upgraded to the next-gen consoles, um, it is cross-buy. So if you buy it for PS4 or the Xbox One, it is has the smart delivery or the upgraded free upgrade for PS5. So I think that'd be a smart thing to do is just go and grab that because... If you haven't played, now would be a great time to buy it. Twelve bucks. I mean, that's a kind of like a meal when you go out to a restaurant nowadays. So nowadays, did I say that right? I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know what happened right there. Um, but anyway, moving on. The next thing shown was Assassin's Creed Mirage, and this was very exciting for me. I am a mm-hmm. long time day one Assassin's Creed fan, uh, and. I'll never, I'll never forget the the day I got my 360 because I got it, I got it after launch. Um, the first game that I got was Assassin's Creed, and then WWE. Uh, back then it was what SmackDown versus Raw 2008, and I remember I always do the title matches first so I can see the titles. And like on the 360, uh, the belts were super shiny and it made me stoked. That's a tangent. Uh, but <laughs> back to Assassin's Creed. Um, if you're unaware, Assassin's Creed took a turn about three games ago with Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Uh, it's more like an, it's less Assassin's Creed-y, um, in the sense of what it used to be, you know, where you were actual assassins and stuff. It's more of like an open world RPG at this point. Uh, it's still very cool. It's very good, but as someone who's, who's clamoring for the return of the old Assassin's Creed, you know, scaling the buildings, parkour, um, the leap of faith into the haystack. This uh, is that. An emphasis on stealth, too. Yes. Um, you feel like an assassin again. You look like an assassin again. You look like... Um, ah, what's Altair? That's who you look like uh, from the gameplay we saw. It was an in-game... Uh, in-engine footage with some gameplay in there, but not like, you know, like a cut to just straight-up gameplay that was just intersected in there. Uh, it looks very good with a release date. Oh, I should say this. Alan Wake 2 did get a release date of October 17th. Mirage got a release date of October 12th, so those games are very close. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And you got any thoughts on Mirage or no? Um... Other than I, I'm like super happy to return to the classic style of Assassin's Creed. I, I don't have uh, many thoughts. Um, I'm already sold on the game. I like honestly don't even need to see a gameplay demo. <laughs> like that's that's how great this trailer was. Um, but I know we're gonna be getting like proper gameplay at the uh, Ubisoft Connect, which is on the 13th of June. Um, so yeah. it'll be coming up real soon. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super stoked to to get my hands on this game. Yeah, likewise, uh, like Drew said, that the trailer nailed everything that you would need uh, if you wanted this kind of game again. I don't even need to see the gameplay at Ubisoft to 
you know, I'm there day one. I, I want that. I need that. We need that. So, yeah. So we're going to quickly go through these because I don't think there's a lot of note. Um, so if if any of these titles or small descriptions interest you, I would suggest to go look them up on YouTube. But honestly, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone at all is interested in these. And that's the kind of the problem with the showcase at all. Uh, or overall, I should say. So, Revenant Hill, it's, I wrote down it's a cat game. It's not like the stray cat game. It looks like more indie-ish. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I wrote down anime, and I do not care, because it <laughs> it looked... I don't even know. Uh, moving on, Street Fighter Six trailer. It's coming. It's out uh, next week. Next, actually, since if you're hearing this on Friday, it is a week from today. Um, if you're hearing this later, then it's June 2nd. Um, yeah, Street Fighter's coming. Get excited. Uh, one of the two ones that I did appreciate of the of the of these last little like midsection indie stuff uh, was Ultros, and that's a PS4, PS5, PC game. Um, very vibrant and bright. It reminded me of Hollow Knight in the sense. Um, really cool looking. 2024 release window. I would suggest go looking that up if you're into indie side scrollers, potentially Metroidvania games. Um, yeah, Towers of Fantasy. We do not care. Um, Dragons Dogma Two. Now this one uh, is the other one that I'm like, okay, this looks fantastic, but I did not play the first one. Uh, it's always on sale on Steam, so I think I'm going to go pick that up if it is on sale right now. And I think that I got the email the other day because I keep it in my wish list for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's always on sale for like five, six bucks. So I need to go snag that and just, you know, bite the bullet and see what it's all about because the second trailer looked really good. Yeah, you, uh, should, uh, you should definitely try it out. Um, it's really awesome. I haven't played a huge amount of it, um, but I picked it up like a few years ago when it was on sale. Um, the combat is like really unique um in the way that it's it's almost like a blend of like a monster hunter and like like a hack and slash and an rpg like all in one um so it's it's just got its own unique like gameplay style um even like some shadow of colossus kind of influence where you can like hop on like giant like monsters and and like start attacking them while you're like climbing up them and stuff like that so yeah it's a it's a pretty interesting game and uh i'm super stoked for all like the the massive diehard fans that have been wanting this for who knows how long now um so yeah really solid trailer um i'm looking forward to this game but again it's another third party game so Yep, that that's Dragon's Dogma. I would, I would recommend going to see that trailer. I think it's pretty cool, especially if you like like the fantasy stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, the next one was Five Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted Two. The only thing I wrote was Drew may like question mark, and I don't know if he genuinely likes Five Nights at Freddy's or just likes picking on it and memeing it. But either way, that was my note for that game. <laughs> no, yeah, I. Five Nights at Freddy's is just an absolute meme to me. Um, I do want to see the movie just for the fact that it could be either genuinely terrible and funny to laugh at, or it could be so bad that it's good. Um, it could be like a great time. 
Um, but yeah, I think those games are just they're they're milking it so hard. Um, and so hard. <laughs> like, it, like I don't know. We were like before we started recording, we were talking about how at some of the other PlayStation showcases, um, and like state of plays and stuff. There's been a lot of like Five Nights at Freddy's games in like the past like five years. So it's just like, damn, dude, like slow down a bit. Yeah, they're oversaturating their own IP in a market that's already like niche. So like, I don't understand it. But I mean, they had to be making money because they keep making these things. So so there's an audience for it. We're just not the audience. Um, Help wanted to out sometime. I think next year, I think they said. But now we go into a small segment. Um of psvr2 now some people think that this was a poor showing but me personally i think that every game shown here looked kind of impressive for vr uh and while it didn't move the needle sony is kind of doing like the the death by a thousand cuts in a good way for me of like each state of play and showcase they show three to five to maybe six vr projects and i'm always like you know they didn't sell me on this here, but once you look back and see how much is actually on PSVR 2 now, um, via ports from the old one and the new one, uh, it's kind of impressive. And I think the only thing that's really holding me back, besides the price point, uh, is half like Half Life Alex. If that ever comes to PSVR 2, I will be stoked. Uh, because I mean, we have Horizon, we have um now two or three resident evils that you can play in vr uh and i'm a big resident evil guy so that's very appealing to me um and it also hits on the first game shown resident evil 4 remake is on psvr 2 um arizona sunshine 2 which is like a it reminded me of like borderlands humor without claptrap more zombies than like raiders type of enemies uh did you did you like that trailer? I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I know. I I thought that trailer is pretty funny funny as well. Um, that's the type of VR game that I would definitely try out. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Um, to keep that moving, Crossfire Sierra Squad. Uh, this looked pretty good for VR standards. Um, I thought it was more Call of Duty like than Crossfire, but hey. I mean, if you like shooters in VR, there you go. There was a game called Synapse, which has a July 4th uh, release date, and it looked pretty neat. Uh, not a console seller, or a, I guess a unit seller when you're talking about PSVR 2, but I think it'd be a fun little, fun little experience. Uh, and then the Queen pack for Beat Saber. Beat Saber's coming to PSVR 2 with Queen songs now. I don't know if you ever played Beat Saber, but we used Omar's set when he lived in Apex. Uh, very fun game, and it's a good workout too. I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, I I actually I still haven't played VR at all yet, um, so it, it's one of my blind spots. But that's mostly just because the the barrier to entry is pretty steep. So yeah, um. But yeah, definitely like Beat Saber looks like a ton of fun. Uh, I love rhythm games, um, and mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that Beat Saber would be something I'd be super into if I had a VR headset. Um, 
and yeah, like I, I'm excited for Beat Saber to come to PSVR two because I know it's like such a popular uh, and massive um, VR game, yep. but <laughs> like I like I'm just gonna keep on saying it. It, I don't know. It's like, man, like you're you're putting these games in that like probably could have just been shown at a state of play. And yep. it would have still gotten a huge amount of hype because it's not like it's not like uh, Beat Saber needs uh, to be like heavily marketed. Everyone yep. knows what it is. Everyone loves it. So I don't know. Um, that's just my my opinion on that. Yeah, that's and that's going back into the topic of the show of like, hey, this could have been an email for most of these, um, not a showcase, and it felt like a long version of a state of play which we talked about before recording uh but we'll get into that in a few um but we're getting into the end of the showcase we have a handful of things left to talk about and i think that these are where uh where the most interesting part of the showcase happens uh where i think that discussion is invited uh for not just drew and i but for the audience i want to know what people think about this um I'm going to kick this over to Drewby because this is up his alley. He is my Bungie guy. You know, he's, he's a Halo fan, massive Halo fan, yeah. um, massive Destiny fan. The next game shown was Bungie's old IP in Marathon. They're reviving. They're bringing it back. Um, so I'm going to kick it over to you because you're my Marathon guy. You're going to – I'm interested in this. Uh, another game that just got CGI trailer, but – it looks very flashy. It looks, uh, you know, it look it looks it looks very interesting. I, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I want gameplay, but I didn't get that. So I'm gonna let you tell them about Marathon. Yeah. So uh, like Mitch said, uh, Marathon is one of Bungie's classic IP, IPs that they're reviving. Um, I, th- I believe it was their IP that they released uh, right before Halo. Um, and I think there's like two or three marathon games, and I know, I know, uh, one of them was remastered on the Xbox 360, because um, I've actually played it before, uh, played it like way back in the day when, when I was uh, pretty young. But um, yeah, like it, it's a really cool franchise. Um, it's a bit niche, uh, not like super popular, um, but it's got a dope aesthetic, um, some really interesting lore um and even like uh a lot of the aesthetic of halo was like inspired by what they kind of used in marathon like for example if any of you have played halo before um there's the security helmet uh in a lot of the halo games it's like the one with the really big goggles almost looking uh uh, and that helmet is uh an easter egg of marathon um so and like there's a plenty of other Easter eggs in like the classic Halo games, um, like kind of giving a nod and wink to Marathon, um, but yeah, it's it's one of those games that that's uh, it's a sci-fi shooter. Um, it's got a deep and rich lore, um, and so for uh, this revival that they're doing, um, so it's gonna be set within the classic games universe. Um, so it's not a reboot. Um, it's not a sequel either because this is going to be a PvP-centric extraction shooter. Um, 
which for those of you who don't know what an extraction shooter is um there's games like escape from tarkov where uh you're thrown into a map um you have to like loot as much as you can and extract within a certain time limit um you'll fight both pvp and pve enemies um in in marathon just like you do in tarkov um i i really like this genre honestly i think it's a ton of fun um tarkov is a really cool game but it's it's not for the faint of heart um and so i think that if Mer like with uh bungie being like so like renowned and like perfecting that like fps uh genre i think that um it would be great if they kind of picked up on this extraction genre and kind of uh made it more accessible um made it to where like the barrier of entry is a lot slimmer um because like tarkov like i said it's not for the faint of heart it's a very like difficult game and not a lot of people are into that so if we can get like a fast-paced um instead of like a slow-paced extraction shooter uh that's a bit more casual while still like having a skill gap for like competitive play um that that's got me like really excited um so we've got some details uh from the bungie blog and the vidoc um for some reason they didn't have any of this information within the show they just showed the trailer which is a fantastic trailer um the trailer has pretty incredible uh visuals it's very unique in its style um and while it looks a little bit different than classic marathon uh it does have a lot of the qualities um and aesthetics uh from the classic games that are recognizable um so some of the information that we have right now um marathon is a sci-fi pvp extraction shooter uh you play as uh cybernetic mercenaries known as runners uh exploring a lost colony on the mysterious planet of tau seti 4 i don't know if i pronounced that correctly um so you basically work in either solo squads or uh three three person crews um and you'll be fighting for survival for riches and for fame uh so in the vidoc one of the things that they talked about uh was having like a competitive leaderboard um so i'm assuming like some sort of like ranked mode um it seems like they're putting a heavy emphasis on competitive play um but what's really cool about this uh there's also going to be like uh ai enemies like roaming around the maps and everything um uh so yeah like it it sounds pretty awesome um i know a lot of people are a bit adverse to hearing like a pvp centric game um but in my opinion like i'm okay with this being a pvp centric game uh and the and the reason why i say that is because you know we've already got uh destiny um which is much more focused on pve uh and storytelling and everything um and so i i'm okay with them doing a separate game that's focused on pvp because of that um because like as much as i love destiny 2 right now um the pve mode or sorry the pvp mode is not great it's very unbalanced um there's a lot of issues with it um that i do hope they address in the future um but if not uh we've got this separate pvp game that sounds like it could be super awesome um so yeah i'm really looking forward to it um 
I, I mentioned before, like, you know, it's, it was just a CG trailer, um, but the difference between this trailer compared to Fair Games and um, some of the other CG trailers that we got from First Party Studios, uh, yep. this is Bungie. We, we know them. We have expectations of them. Uh, we have high expectations from them. Um, yep. So even just, like, this small tease that we got uh, is is enough to get me excited and looking forward to this. And then, um, yeah, if it's if it's a game that you're interested in, I highly recommend watching the Vidoc. Uh, they go really in depth on what the game is uh, and what they're trying to accomplish with uh, with the game. Um, so yeah, I I I think it's gonna be pretty awesome, or at least I'm hoping it will be. So before the showcase, I didn't. Well, they kept making because there, there's a handful of games in this uh, showcase that they were talking about being extraction shooters, and I was like, "What is an extraction shooter?" And I didn't know until literally like we started recording this podcast. Uh, I was while Drew was explaining that, I looked up and I looked up extraction shooters because when he was explaining it like Tarkov, I was like, "Wait, isn't Hunt Showdown one?" And like yes. the you know the the yep. DMZ version or like the mode in Call of Duty. I was like, I've totally played games like that, and I enjoy those games. So like, yeah. that makes me a lot more excited for this. Um, even even Haven's game and Fair Games, um, I I think that they could do something very different with both of those. Um, and when, like you were saying with uh, Bungie, I wanted to jump in for Destiny 2's like the Crucible, which is their PvP thing. Uh, when I first got my PS4, I got the Destiny edition, which is the white PS4. Uh, so I hopped in Destiny day one. Love Destiny. I've 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 been playing Halo all my life as well from the original Xbox. Um, but the their PvP for for Destiny hardly ever got it right for me. I think that they've had so many issues and almost almost every time they have a yearly update, the Crucible gets screwed over in some way. Um, whether that's like. A balancing issue or like there's a meta that is just destroying people you know what i'm saying yeah um so i think that i i think that that bungie could do a pvp game and nail it because we've seen it with halo and we've seen it even at times with the crucible but they don't have to worry about the story aspect as much because even destiny one uh, a lot of its lore came, you had to look it up online and stuff like that, and a lot of people didn't like that, myself included. Yeah. Um, but for, they don't have to worry about that as much with the PvP game, and I think that if they can just take most of their efforts and put that into the gameplay, we've seen countless uh, examples of Bungie nailing games. So... You've sold me on this. I did not watch the Vidoc, but I'm going to as soon as we end the podcast because now I am extremely interested uh, to see what they have to say about that. Did you say it was a 3v3 or is it 5v5? Uh, it, it's going to... Well, uh, sorry, not, not 3v3. Uh, it's going to be squads of three. They didn't say the player limit. Okay. Yeah. So, it, so, it, so it's... A, it's I, if I remember correctly, I read like you can play it solo or like a one through three, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's it's a lot like Destiny in that aspect then, because then, uh, because Destiny's up to three for Crucible, correct? Uh, uh, actually, Crucible has different modes. So Trials of Osiris, which is like the super competitive mode, that's three v three. Um, but then like some of the other modes are six v six. 
Okay, but you, but maybe, maybe because I'll be honest, every time, so I get super heavy into Destiny, and then like the first couple DLCs come out, and I'm like, yes, I'm eating this up, and then eventually I fall off because there's like it's just a grind just to grind, and there's too many games for me to play to just be like, I want to grind this like for like a for a weapon or a piece of armor. I'm like, there's so many other things I could play with my time and watch, and I have too many other hobbies to just grind one game uh and that's that's both my fault and partially the game's fault but i won't go into that because we're going to go into the next thing for destiny uh which is that destiny 2 the final shape i assume this is going to be dlc yes so um yeah i guess i'll just take over here since i'm the destiny buff um Please do. Yeah, so uh, the final shape, uh, they've been talking about it for a few years now. Um, it's going to be like the quintessential uh, pinnacle uh, like ending of the saga, like this 10-year saga that we've had in Destiny. Um, and it's the light and dark saga, right? Yes, it's the, it's the light and dark saga. So this is going to be like the quote-unquote final expansion in this saga. Um and aside from that, we actually have no clue what their plans are for the future of Destiny. Like, we don't know if they're going to make a, a new Destiny or if they're just going to keep supporting this one and starting a new saga. Um, so we're going to find out all of that information at the Bungie um, showcase, the Destiny showcase in August. Um, and so, yeah, they're going to reveal everything about the expansion and their future plans for the game. Um, I'm honestly kind of hoping that um, instead of making a new game, they just continue supporting Destiny 2. Um, and I could honestly see them switching their focus to next-gen only and like maybe even uh, like updating the, the engine um, to kind of support that. Um, we've seen other games do that, um, like Fortnite, for example. I mean, Fortnite does still have uh, cross-play between last-gen and new-gen. Um, but like last year they went on like a full-on next-gen blowout update where it's got like ray tracing 120 fps on consoles um and like really like future proofing the game uh so i can see them doing that with destiny real soon um at least that's what my hope is um and then the trailer like it was just a very short teaser uh but they're finally bringing Cade back, and Nathan Fillion is returning to voice act as him. I'm a huge Nathan Fillion fan, so like I'm so freaking stoked for that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited to to see what they end up doing with this expansion. Um, because Lightfall, uh, gameplay wise, it's awesome. It has a lot of cool new things. Um, but the story was a, like a huge letdown. Uh, it felt half baked. Um, mm -hmm. like it, it really felt like there was things missing from it. Um, but I will say the the seasons, both the the previous season and this new season, are kind of making up for that. Um, they've got some really cool storytelling stuff that they're doing right now, especially this new season that just dropped. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what what they've got cooking up for Destiny. Yeah, and even as a casual Destiny fan, I got it. I popped for Cade because I was like, "Wait, what? That was awesome." Yeah. Um, I I do like so early in the year when Lifefall released, 
I was the sucker of like, I want to get back into Destiny because Destiny's gameplay is butter. It's so smooth. It's so good. Yep. Um, I absolutely adore the world they built. I just didn't have the DLC and I didn't want to purchase all of it. And then I was reading online of like, yeah, like playing the content is fine to get the story, but they're like, you want to be, you're going to be under leveled still and you're going to be getting bad armor and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really care that much, but like the back part of my brain's like, don't play the old content when the new content's out. And then at the same time, the other side of my brain's like, yeah, but you need the story. And so I got overwhelmed and I didn't do it, but I still want to, uh, whether I do that or not is, uh, a whole other story but speaking of other stories uh concord which is a new pvp game from firewalk studios it is slated for 2024 for ps5 and pc and it's another game that got a windowed release date with absolutely no gameplay this one doesn't even have like concept art really with it it's like a really short teaser uh it's sci-fi i think if i remember it's like spacious yes which is you can't get more vague than space there's nothing more unfulfilling than just being like it's space because it's space so yeah it, it like the trailer's literally just a 50 second trailer of the interior of a spaceship giving absolutely no teases as what it could be where um the haven's game and and bungie's game like you you get a little sense of what it could be but this yeah. one was like nothing and this one out of those three multiplayer games that they they showed this one has a window so like this one we know is like coming out soon um and we got so the amount on it yeah like i'm just like that that doesn't make any sense it's head scratching um, and mind boggling, and it makes absolutely no sense. I want to see what this game is, and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this more in a second because uh, we're we're rounding out the last little bit of news that came out of this. Um, there was a Gran Turismo movie trailer. Cool, uh, it's a movie trailer. Did not expect that here. Probably shouldn't have been here. It was here, but the next two, there's three. Little, uh, well, not little. Three announcements left. Two of the three are hardware related. Uh, Project Q finally announced. This has been rumored for, uh, I don't know, months to years, maybe. Uh, it's an eight inch LCD remote screen with a. So if you're familiar with like the backbone where like it's an adjustable, uh, it's it's got it for Xbox and PlayStation, but it it's basically your controller. If it was ripped in half, you put your phone in there and you can play remotely. This is that, but not the backbone. It's Sony official, uh, so it is the Dual Sense itself. It's gonna have all the features, the bells and whistles that comes with the Dual Sense. Um, no price, and I think that it's slated for later this year. Uh, probably gonna be too much money, but yeah. the the kicker here is that. It, it it only works on Wi-Fi, where the same Wi-Fi which your PlayStation's connected to. The game has to be installed on your PlayStation Five. Um, this is a niche thing within a niche market that is cloud gaming at the moment. Uh, 
the United States, most of the world doesn't have the infrastructure to support cloud gaming right now. We're in the early stages. It's the same thing as VR. They're they're both very niche. They're both the future, but we're just not there yet. Um, yeah. And this is even more niche in the fact that you have to be on your Wi-Fi. You have to have the game installed. Those don't seem like big things. Uh, but who is this for? I don't know. I want it just to play with it. I think it's cool. I think it's... I mean, eight inches is bigger than my phone. Um, this thing is specifically made for that. Uh, I think it's interesting. It's probably going to be too much money, so I'll be watching YouTube tutorials. Or maybe not tutorials, but you know what I mean. Just like YouTube footage of this. Because um, I could see myself do it like I do the Switch. Like with me and my, my girlfriend, when she wants to watch a show or something, I could throw something on this and play it, but... I also have another television in my uh, residence, so I don't necessarily need that. I don't know. I don't know. Does this do anything for you? Yeah, I mean, no, not really. I, I haven't tried remote play on PlayStation at all. Um, I don't even know. I, if, either. I, I don't think I've tried it for Xbox either. Um, I just think that, like, streaming games, like, you know, if, if you got the, the, the internet power to do it, Go right ahead and try it out, but um, I don't know. It's just it's not for me. Uh, if I'm playing a console game, I want to be sitting in my chair with my controller in hand, playing on the TV. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. Um, the Switch is a little bit different. Um, uh, and like, and, and this is why the Switch is so great is because you can play those games anywhere. You yep. don't have to be playing connected to the Wi-Fi that you're. PS5 is connected to or your your yep. switch is connected to right so um yeah like i don't know it's it's extremely niche and i'm i'm really worried that it's going to be like stupid expensive um because if you're going to make something niche like that i don't think it should have a massive uh price tag attached to it um so that's my only worry with it yeah, and it's Sony, so it's going to be expensive. Exactly. I mean, their controllers are 75 bucks. I can't see this thing being less than $200. Um, yeah. And maybe that's a fair price. I don't know. Uh, it's it's not inherently for me, but I am so morbidly curious that I might buy the bullet if I find some funds later, whenever, in the life cycle of this thing. Um But yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. And another, another tidbit to that is that... Um, Streaming is always going to be inferior to physical and even downloaded things. Uh, there's always going to be a latency no matter what you do with streaming. Um, yeah. And me personally, I want the best version of the game that I possibly can play. Uh, that goes for music, you know, for audio purposes, um, visual purposes. I want the, all the bells and whistles, the Dolby Vision, the Dolby Atmos. You know, I want... I want the best of the best and streaming will never be that for me. And yeah. um, we're going to talk about physical media here in a minute, but that, that kind of touches on that. Um, we're both physical guys uh, in terms of media, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nice. <save. laughs> thank you very much. I had to, I had to, I had to clarify myself. You know what I mean? Uh, and speaking of physical things, the second to last announcement was that PlayStation are making earbuds uh, not over-the-head headphones, uh, earbuds. And this is exciting because it can it can pair to your phone via Bluetooth as well as, obviously, the PlayStation 5. 
it's coming with all the bells and whistles um very exciting stuff because i am an earbud person yeah um, um i was gonna say real quick uh it's also gonna be implementing the 3d audio technology that they've been yes. doing on a lot of their first party headsets um so that's actually really exciting um mm -hmm. i've actually gotten used to like wearing more earbuds lately just because i have the airpods now um yeah. and i and i love them and i think that i mean like don't get me wrong i love my astro headset but it would be nice to have just a pair of like earbuds to not have to like wear that like bulky headset all the time and still like have great audio um so out of like the two hardware announcements I, this one like really excites me and, and i'm all about having like the best quality audio um when it comes to gaming or listening to music uh so yeah i'm i'm pretty excited about this one actually yeah agreed um i have astro a50s and if anyone isn't unfamiliar those are the uh top of the line astros of like the wireless headset uh because i don't like cords it's the same reason I have AirPod Pros. I don't like cords anymore. We're in 2023. We don't need cords. Um, but I had to buy a secondary uh, base because you can use it for PC, PlayStation. But if you want to use an Xbox, you need a secondary base for that. So I bought one of those, and that was like 100 bucks. So like, I've spent a lot of money in the Astro, uh, Astro realm and Astro ecosystem. But honestly, I could see myself leaving um my astros at the desk and using them for pc and my xbox and then when i want to play on the big screen with my playstation uh using the earbuds so i'm really looking forward to seeing the price point i don't think it's going to be super expensive because it's earbuds versus over the head i think over the head generally costs more um as we see in majority of the cases the airpod maxes or whatever like 500 bucks compared to like the 200 for the airpod pros so we'll see and speaking of, we'll see, we're going to have to wait even longer to find out about our last story when it comes to the PlayStation 2023 showcase. Spider-Man 2. The only first-party game that we get shown at this entire hour-plus event. It's shambolic. Um... From a PlayStation perspective, the gameplay in Spider-Man itself is not. It looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. But they showed us 12 minutes of gameplay. Maybe not gameplay. Of in-footage uh, cinematics and gameplay. Trailer opens up. We're in some kind of forest. Uh, there's a guy that we think is Craven. Turns out it's not Craven. Craven kills fake Craven. Uh, there's a little thing that says, hey, why don't you go hunt something real or something? I don't know. Uh, it's New York. Six months later, we're in New York City. Uh, we see Spider or we see Peter in the symbiote suit. Uh, the gameplay there looks absolutely incredible. Uh, I love that we're in a neighborhood. To me, that is awesome because I it's it's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I know that's lame and cliche. I like Spider-Man in New York. That's one of the problems I have with the MCU Spider-Man. We're all over the place. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but we're not in New York, so boo. Um, whatever, that's a side tangent. Back to Spider-Man 2. Um, gameplay looks great. 
we see the symbiote suit and then there's a little dialogue thing happens peter's like hey i can't get there so what do you do you press square and almost instantly almost we switch to miles morales in the city miles is you play as miles um so it's confirmed that you play as both i think we already knew that but even if not it's re-reconfirmed you have a wingsuit i think i don't know if that's just for miles do you do you know if that's just for miles um i'm not sure i i can't imagine that they would only do it for miles um i i feel like that would be like such a uh like I, I don't know. I feel like that would be really annoying. So I, I could see Peter having it as well. Well, the only reason I, I think that it could be different is because like they want to make each character feel unique and they could use the symbiote suit to um, do interesting things there. Yeah. Even as, may- a, even as a, like a, even if it has like the, the wings or whatever, it's not actual wings. Think of like a flying squirrel yeah. uh, in terms of the suit that we're talking about here. Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, we get some gameplay, we get some action, we see some fighting for both uh, Peter and Miles. Very good stuff. Both have uh, unique play styles. Uh, both are very different from the predecessor games. And it's cool to see them both in this Spider-Man. Um, Lizard is also a villain in this one. Um, it seems like Craven's kind of going after Lizard, and they're trying to stop that for some reason, I would assume. I don't necessarily no but that's what i that's the takeaway i got from that trailer uh but yeah the ray tracing looks great everything about it looks great but we get to the end of the trailer and it says fall 2023 again and for me personally you know we're we're a couple we're a week away from june um fall technically starts in september so yeah. we're 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 three to four months away from this game. And, you know, the, 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 we talked about this in the first episode of the podcast. Um, but the voice actor for Venom said that it would be releasing at the end of September, correct? Yeah, I believe so. So if it's that close, um, we're like four months away. Why are they not telling us the date? Yeah, um, that's got me a little bit worried, um, that the game is going to get delayed, honestly, um, because if they were confident in releasing this game, uh, in the fall, I feel like they would have given us a release date. Yeah, 100%, and I think that, I think that everyone, including Drew and I, trust Insomniac, trust Sony, but that doesn't, that, this showcase did not instill confidence in any way, um, we we trust them, but because they they they've shown to us that they're not going to lead us wrong. But I don't know. The showcase was. Uh, we're going to rate it after this, but I just I just want to say this. Um, not showing us a date tells me that they're not confident and that they can ship this game. Um, by the date that they 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 originally thought they were. Um, and that maybe the insiders, or maybe not insiders, but the people that worked on the game thought. Or maybe, no, that's not, I'm not even going to say that because I don't think that's true whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think it shows a lack of a lack of confidence in Sony's and maybe even Insomniac's part of when this game will be ready to play. Yeah, I, I agree. 
All right, so Drew and I were talking during the showcase, and um, Drew originally was lower on it than me, but I want to go to you first. What Out of a five, do you want to do like the letterbox rating of half stars or no? Um, it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you think? Um, I think we can do whatever we want, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what, what, what would you give this showcase? Yeah, so originally, um, mine wasn't gonna be as low as it is now, but the more I think about it, um, I, I think honestly, mine's gonna be a two out of five. Yep. I, I think originally I was probably more like 2.5 or three. But the more I think about it, I'm like, nah, this was a huge disappointment and a huge letdown. Um, and while, like, I here's the thing. Like, I do think that it wasn't a terrible showcase. Um, the way everything was presented, for the most part, was really well. And, like, I, I felt like there was a pretty solid pacing to the show. Um, I liked how, you know, we got a few trailers. There's a little bit of Jim Ryan talking some more trailers he pops back in for a little bit and then trailers and gameplay for spider-man so yep. i like i liked how it was structured and paced but i didn't like how i didn't like the games that were there honestly like there just wasn't enough there to to get me hyped and excited for whatever's next for playstation um a, a huge amount of the games were all third-party or uh, multi-platform. And even uh, as far as we know, all of the multiplayer games that were announced are going to be not only on PS5, but also on PC. And then Marathon, Bungie, uh, has already said that all of their games, uh, even though there's PlayStation Studio now, they're all going to be uh, multi-platform. They're going to be on PC and Xbox. Um, and they already confirmed that for Marathon. So, I don't know. It it was just an incredibly disappointing showcase to me. And I, I don't think that our hype meters and expectation levels before we went in were too high. Everyone was expecting a lot from this showcase because it's been years. And so, I'm going to be a little bit harsher on it because I, I was really hyped for this showcase and i mentioned it in our last episode but playstation was in this perfect position to drop an absolute banger showcase and just go straight in for the kill on xbox uh because xbox just had redfall come out and it was a massive flop both critically and in terms of sales and everything um so yeah like playstation was just in this perfect position to release probably like one of their best showcases ever um and that's not what we got so it's it's a two out of five for me yeah you absolutely nailed it uh, i think we've already talked about it a lot in the podcast of you know um our expectations were high but i don't think they were unreasonably high um and i think that again you 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 hit the nail on the head um the the fact that most of the things that that were shown today from first party were cg and not gameplay leads me to believe that I don't know anything more than I did when I entered this whole ordeal. Um, yeah. I was originally a three out of five until I got to the end and Spider-Man didn't have the release date. And I said to myself, I said, Hey, this can't happen at, at a showcase. You can't, 
come in here and be like, we're gonna have the answers, even to just even to just Spider-Man, you have to tell us when it's coming. Fall isn't enough. Yeah. Um details shouldn't come out on a on a blog post after your showcase. Your showcase should be this is the game, this is when it's coming out, here's what it looks like. Yep. We didn't get that for majority of the games here. Uh that's the biggest problem for me. And the second biggest problem is that almost every single game shown, at least half, maybe even a little bit more than half, is coming to other hardware or other platforms. Um I'm going to this is going to sound like entitlement, but but just stick with me. Um I own PS5, I have a Series X, I have a beefy PC, I have a Switch. I'm I'm agnostic in the terms of I will meet you wherever you go and play the game where it's best available. But at the same time, um, as dumb as the console wars are, I want a reason to be like, hey, I'm getting off work today. I'm getting out of school today. I want to go home, sit down with my DualSense on my PS5 and play a game that I can only play on my PS5. Um, maybe that's just me and how I was growing up with like Halo, um, Uncharted. That's just the way that I like it. Um, and Sony has, and Jim Ryan specifically, keeps contradicting himself in terms of, hey, your PlayStation games are coming to PC, but it's going to be at least two years, three years after, you know. Um, but when you're announcing your live service games, in the way that you announce them and show them. And then it's like, it's coming to PS5 and PC. My PC is better uh, hardware and specs wise than my PlayStation 5. Why am I, why am I bothering? You're not showing me the first party stuff. So why, why, why do people need a PS5 if they can play it on PC? And it's the same thing that I have with Xbox. It's like, I don't need an Xbox at this point to play Xbox games. That's just for me. I like sitting on the couch and gaming. That's, that's one of the ways that I unwind from the real world and I enjoy doing that, right? Yeah, same um, here. But I don't I'm I'm beginning to not need an Xbox, and that's why I favor PlayStation because I need a PlayStation to play the games that I love, right? That's slowly dwindling down, and I don't like it. And I might be in the minority there, and I might be on a soapbox of entitlement, and I'm like, even if I am. I'm not sorry because I spent five hundred dollars on a on a PlayStation Five. Um, so I don't know. This this showcase was a letdown. Originally, I had it a three because I think that the format, I think the pacing, I think the way that it was presented, uh, I think the third party showings were great. I liked the first party announcements, but I needed gameplay to be sold on those. If there's a the Concord is a game coming out next year, um, I don't know anything about it other than its space and that it's a uh, PvP thing, but that was learned from a blog post, which again is a huge problem. Um, yeah, they didn't sell me a game. They, I was already sold on Spider Man. I didn't even need to see the 12 minutes of gameplay or cinematics or anything. Give me the date that I know that I can do it. Open up pre orders for the people that want to pre order that can't because some people can't afford a certain amount of games a year, right? Yeah, so they can start saving up now to do it. And I get that fall, even though it's vague. It is a window of like save your money up for this seventy dollars, but it's like when? When is it coming? I don't know. So yeah. I'm gonna get off my soapbox. Um Sony really let me down, and not even just from like my predictions, because I understood we talked about this, like we did swing for the fences, 
but at the same time, it wasn't super unrealistic, aside from our unrealistic picks, to uh, to want these things. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a two out of five as well. I was originally a three, um, but the more I sit with it, the more I just can't stand it. The more that I hope that Xbox comes out uh, in what two weeks? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, two weeks. Yep, two weeks from Sunday. Um, I hope they come out and just wipe the floor like like Sony did them last generation. Yeah, but we'll have to wait and see. So that that's our that's our thoughts in the showcase. Um, so we're gonna get into the topic of the show, um, which is. Is PlayStation's focus on live service and multiplayer-centric commitment going to benefit them, or will it stain their goodwill in terms of single-player experiences? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I um, I I'm a huge okay. I guess I'll say it like this: I'm a huge multiplayer gamer. Um. And I play quite a few like live service games, um, but I think the lack of uh, single player stuff at this showcase was like really telling of like the future of Sony and like kind of what they've said before. And like, don't get me wrong, I think it's great that they're getting into multiplayer, and I want to see, I want to see multiplayer and live service type games from PlayStation. And the way that they've talked about live service. Um, I kind of like what they've said about it. They're like, not all games are going to be the same. They're not all going to be like massive multiplayer games with like battle passes and this, that, and the other. Um, because live service is a very uh, broad term, I guess you could say. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's got me a little worried that they're going a little bit too heavy on, on uh, live service games and maybe forgetting what makes them great uh and at least that's just what i took away from the showcase and i could be completely wrong like you know they could be having i mean we know they have a lot of single player games in the works um but i just hope there's a nice balance between the two right and uh our friend james the 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 folklore jimmy jam uh he wrote (laughs) in to us just like you can so we're gonna we're gonna every week we're gonna have questions uh, that you guys can submit to either Drew and I via social media about things that you want either discussed or, you know, the the central theme. And James was basically just saying, do you think the increased emphasis on the multiplayer is a good idea in the long run, or should they just stuck with the memes and just lived out the multiplayer? Um, I can't remember where I saw this, Drew, and I apologize for that, but I did, um, I did read that 60% of the production budget by 2026 is going to multiplayer games and live service games 60 percent of the budget that is three-fifths of their budget is going into multiplayer games and live service games this is the problem and this is this is where uh, i'm gonna get back on my soapbox um the reason that sony is in the in the position that they were is because of the playstation 4 and the goodwill that they that they they've given us with their single player games and i know that they get they get shit on a lot because of, you know, the third part, the third person over the shoulder camera, um, action games, whether that be Uncharted, Horizon, Days Gone, God of War, what it is. These games are selling millions and millions and millions. People are clamoring for spinoffs, for uh, sequels to everything that they can get their hands on. 
switching that up is going to not only hurt them financially but hurt their hurt their reputation and i and i this is why we got three multiplayer games uh announced yesterday from just their first party we know nothing about them um almost every multiplayer game that isn't from one of the big hitters of ea ubisoft um uh shoot even bungie now you're 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 not getting the mind share of the multiplayer space unless you do something specific fortnite has that it continues to evolve on itself and it's super impressive because i know fortnite gets a lot of slack but ever since they put the no build mode in a lot of the fans came back including myself um and if you're not fortnite if you're not apex from ea if you're not rainbow six from uh ubisoft how are you going to keep yourself in that conversation i'm not sure that you can and doing it so often within your within your own studio it feels like you're going to cannibalize not only the market but yourself um fair games it's probably going to cost a lot of money is are people going to gravitate toward that more than marathon and and even if they don't do it do it between those two you still have the game from firewalk concord not to mention the last of us has a multiplayer game coming out um horizon has a multiplayer game coming out why are you creating and putting so much effort into multiplayer things that ultimately could lead to the end of some of these studios if concord game comes out and you know it doesn't do well that is jobs that is money gone um years of work gone and i'm not saying just just to you know just stick to single player games that's not what i'm saying whatsoever i just think yeah. that you're you're throwing so much at the wall and hoping that all of it sticks when i when i can almost guarantee that only like a third of it does and i think that marathon will because it has bungie um i i i i don't want to be mean and i don't want to like you know shit on a studio but from what i see from fair games I don't know how well that game is going to be received. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know how they're going to make their money back. And that's both heartbreaking and infuriating that Sony is chasing a trend that could quickly die. Uh, I think that Battle Royales have already started to see the decline of those. Yeah. I don't think they're dead, but obviously extraction games are the next Battle Royale, right? And you're putting all of your eggs into that basket. And once that basket goes, there goes two or three of your games. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that um I do think it's a mistake. I think that obviously Sony has a lot of in-house studios that could do a lot of different things. And I know that you can only create so many IPs, and I know that you can only take so many single player games, but I don't think that people are clamoring for multiplayer in the way that they're clamoring for single player games right now. Um, I believe it was EA a couple years ago uh, that was like, you know, people don't want single player games. And then Twitter were just ignited on them and we're like, no, we want single player games. We don't want your multiplayer BS. Like, this is what we want. We're telling you what we want. Just listen to us. And so yeah, I th I'll get off the soapbox now. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that Sony didn't show, and I know that they wanted this to be the multiplayer thing, 
But without having Horizon there, without having which is Horizon's probably further off than than uh, Naughty Dog's The Last of Us multiplayer game. But if you're trying to sell us on live service multiplayer, you have to show us those games. You can't do it via a CG trailer. That's not how multiplayer works. For for single player, yeah, you can show us a story, right? Even for like The Last of Us multiplayer, because it's going to be big. It's going to be it's going to have its own story. You could show us a cinematic of like, hey, these are the people you play as. If it's not created characters, if it's somebody you play as, uh, which actually I don't think it probably will be now that I said that out loud. Um, but they are, they did say they're telling a story. Show us a vertical slice of that story, right? And where is that game? First and foremost, where in the world is Naughty Dog? Why is the um, multiplayer game not there? Uh, I will tell you right now because some news just broke out about it. Okay, perfect. Um, tell me. Yeah, so... Uh, there's a few things first. I'm just gonna go ahead and read off the Naughty Dog um, uh, like press release that they just put out. You know, like how all the big game developers they put like, "Hey, we're we apologize for this, that, blah, blah, blah." Like it, it looks like every other game developer who does it. Uh, so this is what they just posted as of um, almost an hour ago now. Uh, the Last of Us fans, we know that many of you have been looking forward to hearing more about our Last of Us multiplayer game. We're incredibly proud of the job uh, our studio has done thus far, but as development has continued, we've realized what is best for the game uh, is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project as well as other games in development, including a brand new single player experience. Uh, we look forward to sharing more soon. We're grateful uh, to our fantastic community for your support. Thank you for your passion for our games. It continues to drive us. Um, and since that has come out, uh, as of 22 minutes ago, Jason Schreier uh, just posted a huge article uh, on Bloomberg. Obviously, like I don't pay for Bloomberg, so I can't read the full article. Um, but Jeff Grubb uh, replied to the tweet, um, and uh, he was saying that all he's heard about this game is that it looks like a studio's first life service game and Naughty Dog wanted to do things their own way, uh, which isn't boding well for factions. Um, and then Jason Schreier in his headline, uh, he said that Naughty Dog has significantly scaled down the team on its Last of Us multiplayer project. Um, so uh, the game has been indefinitely delayed, it looks like. Um, and it seems like they're shifting their focus a little bit, so that's really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, not only is that disappointing, that's almost that it, it both breaks my heart for the studio, but also breaks the heart of not only myself, but like so I'm I love multiplayer games. I love playing multiplayer games with my friends. Uh I was very much looking forward to this because I was rewatching the Summer Game Fest this morning. Um just because I'm, it's it's that season. I want I want to get excited. It's the same thing I do for the Super Bowl. I always watch, uh, either the Carolina Panthers Super Bowl where they lost to break my heart again because I'm a masochist, or <laughs> I watch the last year's Super Bowl. You know, just to get excitement because it, yeah. it's just hype. I love hype. Uh, but yeah, this is this is terrible. Uh, not only from their perspective, but again from Sony's perspective. And this is Naughty Dog. This is PlayStation's marquee studio facing yeah. setbacks and uh not, not to mention this was the first live service uh like multiplayer game that's been announced by sony as well 
Agreed. And it says that weaknesses were found in the game even as the HBO series becomes a hit. What were the weaknesses found in the game? Why are we getting this news a day or two after uh, the showcase? Why wasn't this out in front of the showcase to be like, hey, you know, the Last of Us multiplayer game will not be there because we have found we we've run into it we've run into a wall, right? Yeah. We 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 have to we have to we have to reassess where we are, and we'll we'll show you it when it's ready. And fans would have been like, hey, okay, thanks thanks for acknowledging that. Yeah, uh, there should have been expectations set. Uh, I'd say even before the show. Um, I know that. Uh, I think it was like in this past week sometime. Uh, Ubisoft CEO uh came out and said that um the prince of persia uh remake will not be at their showcase and he he clearly laid out why uh they're basically rebuilding it from the ground up and it's going to take more time they set the expectations weeks before the upcoming uh ubisoft showcase um so yeah like this is honestly insane that naughty dog and sony didn't let us know about this before the showcase because honestly like if i would have known this beforehand i probably would be maybe a little less harsh about uh their showcase right now so yeah agreed uh and i i don't want to keep using sports analogies because i know this is a video podcast and you know those always go hand in hand but i'm a huge sports guy so i'm going to anyway um one of my teams is the boston celtics and last night uh, the commentators were were commentating about this as well. But when you when you go when you're fouled on a on a shot, right? They're calling fouls late, like they blow their whistles to obviously uh, indicate there's a foul. Uh, but they're doing it to see if the if the if the shot goes in first before they're blowing the whistle nowadays in the playoffs, and it and it's driving me insane. So the foul happens before or during the shot, right? You don't wait until after the shot either goes in or misses to call the foul. And that's, it's, I think it's a good analogy for this because they waited to see how reception was to this showcase, right? And then they blew the whistle and were like, hey, the reason it wasn't there is because we're facing setbacks. And it's like, yeah, totally. But you could have easily got out ahead of this and we're like, hey, it's not going to be there. We need more time. Give us a little more time. And everyone would have been like, yes, Naughty Dog is not, you know they're they're prone to delaying their games. The Last of Us Part Two got delayed a couple times. Um, I even think the original Last of Us got delayed, but I could be mistaken on that because it's been a decade now, and I can't quite remember that far back. But um, yeah, you you don't wait until after to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. This uh, that that's honestly really embarrassing. Like if they, I agree. If they couldn't embarrass if they couldn't embarrass themselves enough, they're like, wait a second, we've got more. It it, it really does feel like they're one upping each other in terms of how annoying they can be to their fan base right now. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to touch on this because Gollum, the Lord of the Rings game Gollum, um is getting near released or it's releasing soon or tomorrow. I don't know when it's coming out. I frankly don't care. It looks like <laughs> utter garbage and i i i like don't i don't like being mean to people in the industry but like i don't know what they're thinking and this was never a good idea and i don't know how this got out of the concepts page or uh, whatever concepts stage is what i'm trying to say uh 
but in 2023 this is where we are in the gaming industry we are getting games that are either being delayed which is fine delay your game but also get out in front of it when it's when it's expected somewhere and you say it's going to be somewhere they didn't say this is going to be there but last year at summer games fest no Druckmann said we'll hear a lot more in 2023 this is not the way that anyone wanted to hear this um but games are coming out broken and it's better to delay them than not uh we saw that yeah. with redfall just a what a month at the beginning of this month actually um but big games can be delayed and that's fine but you have to be able to tell us that infinite got ahead of it and it got sl- it got flagged for delaying it from a launch title to what a little week over a year later uh good games are allowed to get delayed any games allowed to get delayed but a delay can make a bad game good if you get more time on it, right? And I don't know. I, I'm glad you found that because I was going to be a lot more harsh than I already was, I feel. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's just where we were. And I so we went over the showcase, right? We said everything that was going to be there. But now I'm going to read you a list of things that weren't there because... Sony's in an interesting position of like they have so much they can show it's just a matter of when they're going to show it and this is a list of games that we either thought were going to be there could have been there and they just weren't there so here we go The Last of Us Factions you know we just we just got the bro- breaking news here on the Casket Minds podcast that The Last of Us multiplayer is an indif- indefinitely delayed uh good but a little late on that uh communication final fantasy 7 rebirth wasn't there it's slated for winter do we ever see that game again i don't know death stranding 2 um death stranding has been shown a lot at the sony thing because kojima and sony are you know death stranding 1 came out uh on playstation first yeah uh rise of the ronin from team ninja i thought that was gonna that was one of my locks i thought Hey, we're going to see that here. Uh, it was slated for 2024. Who knows when that's coming? Silent Hill 2, that's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Nowhere to be seen. Uh, Deviation Games, new IP, not there. London Studios is working on a new multiplayer game. That's not there. Marvel's Wolverine, not there. Insomniac was there to sell us um, Spider-Man 2, but they didn't give us a date, so no Wolverine. Uh, hopefully that's still on pace for next year. But we'll see. Ben yep. Studio's new IP, not there. Um, real uh, quick about Ben Studio. They also put out a press release, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, and it was another one of those things. We know you're excited, blah, 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 but we're not quite ready yet. And we're making good progress. Which, cool. Let us know before the showcase. <laughs> yes. Because it's, it's, again, it's a thing. It's like you're you're blowing the whistle after the foul. You've, you've already committed the foul of, like... Yeah if you get out in front of it and say hey we're not going to be there but our amazing partners are going to be there if everyone did that we would have more realistic expectations of what you are selling us versus us expecting it we haven't seen anything from ben in four years so i don't think it's unreasonable to think that you know days gone was pretty much the sequel was canned the one of the people that worked on um days gone said that if they if if days gone two had got greenlit it would have came out last month and it's like, yeah. cool, yeah, so your next game should be, you know, hypothetically, 
a year out from release, what are you doing? Just give us a name, give us something, give us that Ben logo because Ben is a studio once again that we trust to make at least a decent game. Yeah, get us excited, get us a little bit excited, man. Show, exactly. us, show us your hand a little bit, even just concept art, you know. It doesn't take much. It, you know, The Last of Us Factions or whatever the multiplayer game is, they showed a concept art last year and everyone lost their minds. They're like, yes, yes, a new game, yes, cool. That's yeah. all it takes. Like, uh, whatever. Lost Soul Aside, Stellar Blade, Santa, Mon uh, Santa Monica Studios' new IP. Presumably, Corey Barlog's new game wasn't there. Uh, I don't know how to say that name, and I don't know what that is, so I'm just going to skip over that anyway. Uh, little Devil Inside. That's a that's a sweet little indie game that's been lost in translation. It's supposed to come out like two years ago at this point, and it's just MIA. Uh, Sucker Punch wasn't there. They could have announced Ghost of Tsushima's uh, sequel. Nope. Guerrilla Games wasn't there in any facet. Uh, they are reportedly working on a Horizon multiplayer game. Not there. This and this next one really surprises me. Uh, Fire Sprite is making the next twist in the metal. And I know that they took the, um, it was a, early in the PS5 days, there was a, there was like a demolition, I think it was called Demolition All-Stars maybe. Uh, but yeah, it was like a, like it was that. like a destruction car game. And I'm pretty sure that was like a test to see like Twisted Metal's interest, right? Yeah. The game was free. It was like the PS Plus game of the month or whatever. And no one liked it. So they took the team off of it and gave it to Fire Sprite. Uh, Twisted Metal, ugh. Twisted Metal has a show coming out soon. Yeah, it's like, man, you've got that show coming out. Why don't you ride off the high of that announcement and give us literally just a logo of of a new Twisted Metal game? Like and that would I, hype people up. Agreed. And since I'm since I'm in my feelings and uh, you know annoyed at the moment, I'm gonna dig in a little bit farther. Twisted Metal doesn't look good. The show doesn't look good. So give us, show us the game that, you know, that... Twisted Metal can be a good show, but they didn't get the right people to make the good show, so it's not going to happen. Uh, is your game going to be good? I don't know, because you won't show it to me. Uh, anyways, we're going we're gonna to move on, because that's... this Sony's just annoying me at this point. Uh, Pragmata wasn't shown. Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't shown. Eternites? I don't know what that is. Um... That was, think, actually, that was I at think, Summer Game Fest last year. But, yeah, that was like one of the uh, anime-style games, I think. Whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> Honkai, Star Rail, I don't know what that is. I'm reading from a list from uh, Next Gen Player on Twitter. Uh, and as much as... There's almost as many things not shown as there was shown during the entire showcase. So, um, Goodbye Volcano High, Bluepoint wasn't there in any capacity, and neither was Team uh, Asobi, which is the people that make, um, uh, I'm blanking on his little name, the little white PlayStation dude. Uh, oh, uh, Astrobot. Yes, thank you very much, Astrobot. Um, at least 25 first-party games and console exclusives missing from the PlayStation Showcase, and almost half, if not a little bit more, of the games shown at the Showcase are coming to Xbox, PC, or another platform, including the PS4, which at this point in the generation, we're, we're two and a half years into the PS5. It's time to cut off the PS4. I understand there's a, over 100 million units. It's time. You know, the chip shortage yeah. is over. You can go into a store and buy a PS5, make people buy PS5s. 
yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. It's time to start diving into the new gen. It's been years now. Like, you, these developers need to start utilizing this new technology, especially given that, like, we have these SSDs now that are supposed to help the developers make the games run better and make their development process a lot smoother. So yeah it it is time for last gen to to start being sunsetted a little bit um in terms of like new game releases agreed uh it, it it's just time let's let's i will i want to be sold on the playstation 5 even though i've already been sold on one um yeah this showcase didn't do it there's a lot of speculation that there might be another uh showcase later in the year um, there was a, there was a PS5 reveal in June of 2020, and then in September 2020, they did a very uh, big showcase for games. Let's hope that happens again because I think that Sony will have a good 2024. I just don't think that we were sold that here. Uh, Concord's coming next year. A bunch of like the third party stuffs coming next year. It's just. We're missing that first party, and that's what I think most fans wanted to see. Um, so yeah, that wraps up the uh, predictions and you know the, the the roundup, our thoughts on the PlayStation Showcase itself. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move into the biggest news uh, since the PlayStation Showcase and the first episode. So uh, the first piece of news I have written down is that we did not get a Final Fantasy 16 demo that was heavily rumored to happen right after the showcase it is confirmed that we are getting a final fantasy 16 demo and that the progress will carry over into the to the full game but where is that we have no idea they did not say anything about it they haven't come out yet and said anything about it so maybe it's a week or week or so before maybe maybe next week we see that uh yeah. I would I think it's a two hour demo, so I would like a little bit of time to, to dabble with it before the game comes out. Exactly. Um, but and and man, like you know, it would have been so freaking perfect to release it this week because in like next week, uh both Street Fighter Six and Diablo Four come out. So it's yeah. like Man, like, what are they doing? <laughs> it's an important it's important to note that the, it's an early access of Diablo, but a lot of people have that. And yeah. even if not, Street Fighter's out next week. Exactly. You know, Tears of the Kingdom's out right now, but like, there's no time. Right now, you only have to fight Tears of the Kingdom for your for your space, right? Exactly. Uh, you're gonna get you can get people off that for an hour or two, but once Street Fighter and Diablo come out, no chance. You have no chance. Yep. Um, it is what it is. Excuse me. Uh, earlier in the show, Drew and I talked about us being physical, uh, physical media lovers, and this comes from alanwake.com itself so this is from remedy uh there's no physical edition of alan wake 2 i like what they did because there isn't one uh what they did was they made the game cheaper so the game on consoles and whatnot or it's going to be 60 bucks on pc it's 50 and they they're using the excuse uh if you want to call it that that um the game's cheaper because they don't have to they don't have to print on physical and I think a lot of people might, a lot of developers might follow suit. Uh, I don't like that. The only caveat that I'll add to that is that um, a lot of physical games nowadays 
are being downloaded anyways. It's being installed to your hard drive and it's reading off your hard drive versus the disc when it comes to gaming. Yeah. Um, but even then, I, I like having that box on the shelf with a disc in it that works. For sure. But I think that we're in a losing battle. We're in an uphill battle right now of physical media just dying out. Um, and I think that this is a big step in the direction of killing all physical media because I do think a lot of third-party publishers might do the same. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I, I don't like that, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's you got anything to say about Alan Wake Two? Um, yeah, it's it's a shame that we're we're not getting physical release. Um, I did see that THQ Nordic actually like tweeted out at um Remedy Games and they offered to uh make a physical release for the game uh, if they were willing to. Um, so I hope like that honestly comes into fruition. Um, even if it's just a limited release. Uh, that would be much better than where they're at right now. Um, but speaking of Alan Wake 2, uh, at the Summer Game Festival next week, um, we're going to be getting, uh, I think it was like an eight or six minute demo of raw gameplay uh, footage from the game. Um, so that's going to be super awesome. And then also uh, at the Summer Game Fest, uh, we're going to be getting an eight minute uh, Mortal Kombat 1 gameplay demo as well. Yep. I didn't. I didn't see the number for the Alan Wake thing, but that's that's about what I guessed. I I had seen that they were going to be there for raw, you know, actual gameplay, which is great. I want to see what that game looks like. Yeah. Um. Same with Mortal Kombat. I want to see what that game plays like because it's the, it's the first iteration on next gen hardware for only next gen hardware. So that's very exciting. Um. Yeah. I always welcome gameplay, and Summer Game Fest is the perfect place to do it because, you know, PlayStation normally and xbox like showing their first party stuff there same with ubisoft and ea but there is a quick thing to note uh ea does not have anything planned like an ea play or anything so we could see something ea related there uh that would be welcoming either via like uh dragon age or maybe something star wars related maybe who knows um yeah. but that's the place to do it summer game fest um yeah so like I said earlier in the showcase, The Lord of the Rings Gollum is coming out very soon. Or maybe it came out yesterday. I'm not really sure. I think it might have come out today. I think reviews came out yesterday. I think you're right. Um, according to Open Critic, it has a 40%. Um, PC Gamer gave it a 64 out of 100. That seems to be the highest. Critics recommend it 4%. That is abysmal. If you've seen anything about this game, you would understand um there's also news that they are making a second lord of the rings game i'm interested to see if they get pulled from that we can only hope that they get pulled from that and again i don't want to shit on a developer because they have done nothing wrong for to us but at the same time it's like this game has been announced for years you knew what this game was for years at some point in the development somebody had because every game like every big er game at least uh gets play tested they like from either like a like in-house thing or like a a third party like testing somebody knew that this game was going to be terrible and they continued to put money and time and people's lives into it and it's yeah. heartbreaking for the people that worked on it but uh, they they thought that lord of the rings could do it you know the name in Gollum could do it they couldn't do it uh 
that, yeah. that's pretty much that's pretty much it um it's also a little worrisome about uh embracer group because that's the uh huge company that bought out the rights to lord of the rings not just for mm-hmm. the games but for the movie rights as well um and so it's a little worrisome because you know their first game that they're releasing is not only like a disappointing game but it's just an outright terrible game um and so it's putting a really bad taste in everyone's mouth for first impressions um and then also uh just today it it, we got uh some news that a grant was filed for a new lord of the rings game to be developed by the same uh golem dev team um or the same studio i should say so that's like huh that's a little interesting you just got insanely poor reception and i'm assuming probably are going to get poor sales as well um and you're already filing to to make a new game (laughs) by the by the same uh team so that's uh i don't know uh insanity is what i would call it but um yeah that's it's it's it sucks for Lord of the Rings uh, because I hold Lord of the Rings to a higher standard than I hold hold most things. Um, yeah, and it's a shame that I mean the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games from WB were great. Um, a Golem game could be cool, but I just don't. This this wasn't it, and they found out the hard way. Um, so yeah, moving on to a little bit more exciting news. John Wick is getting a AAA game, and it's in the works. Uh, this is coming from Lion Gate's uh, a, a Lion Gate executive, I believe. Yeah, I think it was like the chair, one of the chairmen's or something like that. So, so that's cool news. I think that, that world, I love that world. I love the movies. I'm excited for the the Peacock show. Uh, I think that it's one of the fir- only first and only Peacock shows I'm interested in. Like, yeah, exactly. from, a, from an original standpoint. Uh, Twisted Metal is also a Peacock original, so that tells you the level I, that I will say though, um, if you're looking for a good Peacock show, uh, watch Ryan Johnson's Poker Face, or sorry, Ruin Johnson. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, uh, but seriously, it's a great show if you're like into like crime detective kind of stuff, uh, like whodunits and everything like that, which we know Ryan Johnson is like a master at making those kind of stories. Um, but yeah, uh, it was the first Peacock show that I've seen where I was like, wow, this is like a really solid original because <laughs> um, uh, Peacock isn't a terrible app. It's got some good stuff on it um, in terms of its library. But uh, as far as originals go, it's it's pretty behind compared to other streaming services. Yeah, and I think that's an NBC thing. It's like NBC really had a, their time in the sun, and now they're they're suffering for it. And they had like The Office, Parks and Rec, um, things I'm now blanking on. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine was there for a while, uh, but yeah, I mean, it has great stuff. It just for its original programming, it's not great. Uh, yeah, but that's a that's a podcast for another time. Um. Yeah, and I guess the last little news story here that we got, because uh, we covered the last of the stuff. So, Sony Santa Monica is apparently hiring for the next God of War game. Um, we don't know any more details on that. Um, but that's exciting nonetheless, whether that's a spinoff or the next proper, you know, huge um, God of War game. Ragnarok was impeccable 
It yeah. was fantastic. So um, the only little last thing I would say is that I know I've given, you know, PlayStation and Insomniac a lot of slack for, you know, just continuing to say fall 2023 and not giving us a release date. Insomniac has confirmed that we are getting a release date soon. Um, and I, and I, I know that that's not bad. I just wish we had gotten it at the showcase and not afterwards. Agreed. Uh, but they have said that they will give adequate time for pre-orders and um, presumably a collector's edition like they did for the first one. Sony's pretty pragmatic in terms of putting out um, collector's edition statues and collector's editions. So, uh, yeah, they said they're going to give adequate time. They will announce the date before it goes up so that you can be prepared. You'll have the money sorted and whatnot because that's what they want. They want your money, but they're doing a bad job of trying to get it. But yeah. again, I think I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Casket Minds podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, this is our second episode, and we are having a blast. Uh, thank you so much again for all of the support, uh, sharing, liking, subscribing, commenting, telling your friends. We are on Spotify and Apple right now. We might try and do a little bit of more of like the third party stuff, like Pocket casts and stuff like that we're gonna look into that um because i know a few of my buddies use that service for their podcast needs um but yeah we're on the we're on the big things we're on youtube we're on spotify we're on apple so if you if you, if you listen to podcasts there we are on there please give us a uh rating and subscribe so that you know it, it, it helps the algorithm it helps boost our podcast up to more listeners yep. uh so please continue uh, to do that and support us via that way. Um, we will be back next week with Summer Game Fest predictions as I believe it's the following week that the Summer Game Fest is. So we're gonna give our, right. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good little lengthy talk about what we think. We're gonna bring back the predictions game for the Summer Game Fest. And then we'll be back shortly after that with the predictions for Xbox and we'll be wrapping up the Summer Game Fest like we did here uh, and talking about that. So until next time, thank you guys so much for the support. Keep it up, and we'll see you next week.